I'm Tyler, just like Daddy, makes poops all the time, dennering. I'm Connery Hansy Hans, Hanson. <laughs> I had a nickname for you, but if we're trying to keep it uh, uh, somewhat family-oriented, this is not a family-oriented podcast, no. but we are just trying to like swear a little less, <laughs> be a little less body. I don't think so, actually. I don't know. I don't are think we you trying swear to do that? I, you don't swear that much. I apparently swear a whole bunch on this show, according to my mom. <laughs> um... Just never mind. Was just <laughs> what, what was the nickname I, you had I, for me? Just say I it. wrote I could, it down. I could delete it. Like, it's bad. <laughs> just, I'm Connery Pussy Hansen. <laughs> I was like, he's either going to get really upset or find this funny. <laughs> that freaking, I get upset about that. I don't know. That scene is so weird. With like uh, with the daughter and her her boyfriend who comes over and he's like. Oh, doing dirty so things awkward. on the Ouija board. <laughs> He's just so awkward, yeah. It was pussy. <laughs> I am but, 14. Uh, <laughs> on that note, what a great way to start the episode. <laughs> That's why I didn't want to bring it up, but here it is now. We can't delete it. It's there forever. Yep, we can't. Everything we record just automatically goes out into the ether. <laughs> Stuck in the annals of time. Mm-hmm. Or uh, fine, <laughs> fine all stuck in the anal of time. <laughs> the five null destination. That's what I was trying to say. Right. Keep trying to bring that back. And we're listening, losers, by the second. Uh, this was the franchise, <laughs> the podcast where friends get together to talk about movie franchises. Sometimes we have friends. Sometimes we don't. <laughs> For paranormal activity, it seems like we don't. <laughs> <laughs> They've all ghosted us. <laughs> Yeah, I good. guess it's technically a demon, though, huh? They, uh, it, they, it's it's a ghost demon shit, whatever. Yeah, it's just the paranormal activity two of us today. <laughs> just the paranormal activity two of us. We can make it in the end. But hey, I think next episode we'll have a guest. That's good. I, I think. <laughs> I think maybe. But you know, gotta just gotta just keep cranking them out. You know, that's what that's what people want over any sort of. <laughs> More important than any sort of consistent quality or... Um, as long as you just keep you know, cranking them out, it doesn't matter. Points. As long as you keep cranking them out, people will want to listen, right? Exactly. It doesn't matter how good it is or how bad it is, just as long as it's there taking up space. Hey, any sort of content's better than no content, right? That's how I feel. Any, it's, it's not like it takes up a huge amount of, uh, <laughs> of non-renewable resources like uh, NFTs. We're gonna so. NFT the show, though. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Just uh, how how would we do that? I don't know. We basically, I, I imagine putting it on a CD but selling it for a million dollars. But it has to be digital only. It can't even be oh, a CD. Right. So we just like give them like the SoundCloud upload of it that we do every week. <laughs> yeah, I, it would have to be something special. Like I don't know. We'll come back to this. We have we have so much time to develop our ideas for <laughs> NFTs. I can't. In every man's game, if there ever was one, <laughs> NFTs. <laughs> every man's game. Oh, boy. Wow. We're having a great time. How are you, Tyler? Uh, I'm good. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I actually, I, I do feel better than last time recording. I feel like I was, like, visibly spooked or yes. audibly spooked. Oh, well, yeah. More from um, malignant than paranormal activity. <laughs> Yeah, I guess both of them. Yeah, in different ways. Mm. Uh, but yeah, especially malignant was fresh on, fresh on my brain. I was gonna say mind, but you know, <laughs> mind brain, even more so on my brain. On it was, 
my skull was prickling. I had a weird apprehension in the air, but mm. um, yeah, I don't know. I'm good. I'm up in Santa Clarita, hence why I'm recording remotely this time. Mm. So apologies if the audio is any different, but uh, yeah, I'm just watching my parents' place this week and Fun. their cat. Or rather, my sister's cat that she got 15 years ago <laughs> and is now my parents' cat, Judy. <laughs> Hi, Judy. Um, <laughs> oh, I would go up and get her, but she would just get really mad and attack me. <laughs> oh, no. It's that so kind I'll of just, cat. I'll just go. <clears throat> but she's chilled out a lot in her old age. That's good. Which is good. I think we're pretty sure she's, she's like the run to the litter. She's never gotten big. <laughs> she's very small, but she's like. But angry. Uh, like, let's just say, like, there's a bunch of lizards around here, because Santa Cruz is more, a little more deserty than, like, yeah. LA proper. And she kills them all. Um, there used to be no lizards around. Now there's so many lizards outside. <laughs> that she would just, like, eat everything outside. And now <laughs> she, like, barely even goes outside, so. That's like uh, Margaret. She got into, like, yeah. the habit of hunting lizards in her old age, though. Oh, yeah. How is Margaret doing? You're, Margaret- uh... Margaret's doing good. Uh, my family's French bulldog. She's, she's good. She's just, a. Uh, she eats lizards. She has this horrible wart on her face right now, though. Uh, just from existing. Um, yeah. But yeah, she she, just got, she she's okay. She, it's not cancer yeah. or anything bad. Like, we took her to the doctors twice, and they're like, it'll probably go away on its own. We're like, all right, it just looks horrible. <laughs> is it like a Mr. Bean-like wart, or? It's like a Mr. Bean-like wart, where it is protruding <laughs> and big. Well, I hope she's okay. She's I fine. miss Margaret. I haven't seen Margaret in a while. Aw. Well, she's doing good. She's keeping spick and span and doing her patrols. Yeah. Whenever I whenever I did see her, she would just go, and then jump all over me. <laughs> <laughs> Classic Margaret. But how's Studio Intern Niles? Studio Intern Niles is good. He's downstairs eating peanut butter. That's good. He's getting bigger and bigger every day, it feels like. How big is he going to get? Is it going to be like Clifford size? Yeah, that's the point. <laughs> that's that's the point that's of the what? Point. The point of what? Life? Uh, life, yeah, for him to just keep getting bigger. <laughs> Are you performing Hulk-like uh, experiments on him? Yes, I need more Hulk dogs. Oh, God. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. <laughs> the Hulk dogs from Ang Lee's Hulk. Yeah. Um, folks, don't perform experiments on your dogs. Please don't, yeah. Don't listen to... Because otherwise I'm going to be rendered redundant, so don't do it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What's new with you, Connery? What's new with me? Good question. We've had good pet talk, but what's new with you? Yes, what is new? So I watched Malignant right right after you told me I should because I was like, okay, I'll give it a watch. And it was insane. It was was really funny. And... And just forewarning everybody, just because this is one of those movies that just like absolutely hinges on a twist. Yes. Um, I'm, I'm spoilers for Malignant. So if you don't want to hear anything about this movie, we highly recommend it both, I think. Yeah, I, I recommend it for the fact but, that it's just batshit crazy. Yeah. <laughs> like, it really is. Like I had no idea what was going on for the movie in the movie for the longest time until like I think mid the end of the second act and i was like oh okay i understand what's happening now that's that's really what it is though like the first half of the movie is kind of uh it's it's somewhat interesting it's kind mm-hmm. of slow the beginning i like a lot and it's like what the hell was that thing yeah and then um it becomes like a kind of procedural detective story exactly as well as like a murder mystery mm-hmm. and it's all right like it's a little and then like about the second like the middle part when there's like it really picks up, I think, at that chase. Like yes. the detective is chasing after the monster, uh, yeah. Malignant. <laughs> after malignant. 
<laughs> the detective is chasing malignant. Yeah. We have to cut the tumor out. Well, it's like we have to cut the tumor, and then the music stops. Out. <laughs> out. Dun-dun, dun-dun. Well, yeah, that was great. We just both described it, I think, as, like, an- that's anime as hell, which it totally was. Yeah, it's an extreme. What else was I talking about that was uh, an anime movie? Paprika. Oh, yeah, because I told you I just watched Paprika. Yeah. Um, which is currently on the Criterion channel. Um, Satoshi Khan's Paprika. And we were also talking about Malignant. I think... <laughs> I think on on Instagram, yeah, we're, we're talking about two different movies on two different paprika. platforms. Yeah, we're talking about paprika on Instagram and t- over text. I think we were talking about malignant. malignant. And I said uh, over text that movie was anime as hell. And you're like, yeah, paprika. And I was like, oh no, I meant malignant. <laughs> I was like, oh, you're right. <laughs> but, but, but yeah, so watch malignant had got a real good kick out of it, and the towards the end especially, and and the beginning, like the very beginning and the end, I had a lot of fun. Yeah, just even the giant castle in the beginning. I'm like, this is very Connery. <laughs> it totally was. I'm like, this is amazing right now. It's so it's melodramatic. Like, yeah, it's like something in Batman. Exactly. It's very cartoonish, but like insane. And it wants you to take it seriously. And it's not being like, oh, but I'm silly. It's like, no, this is dead serious what's happening right now. But it's just all insane. Yeah, it's and, a very like specific tone that, and a very like thin um, wire that it operates on, mm-hmm. I guess. But um, if that makes any sense, there's a better turn of phrase for that. But um, if they if they turn too far to left or right, which they kind of do sometimes in the beginning, mm. which James Wan does. Uh, he directed the movie, director of Aquaman, Man. <laughs> Fast 7, Saw, um, Insidious, The Conjuring, a lot of stuff. Yeah. He knows his Obviously. shit. Obviously. But, um, but sorry, what were you going to say? I was going to say, and then after that, I watched a... Uh, what was it? Midnight Mass, which oh yeah, I freaking loved. I thought I think that show's fantastic. I think it kind of sucks that it's got so overwhelmed by Squid Game, but yeah, you're right. Because um, is Squid Game on Netflix also? Yeah, Squid Game is also on Netflix. Yeah, because yeah, currently on Twitter, everyone is just making Squid Game memes. Mm-hmm. Like that's all that exists right now, and I'm like. I remember watching Midnight Mass and be like, that was stinking amazing. I, I watched it right after I finished Squid Game, and I was like, all right, this will just be different. Probably won't be as good as Squid Game. And I was like, oh, no, this is just as good, but just in a different way. Like, it was amazing. Yeah, that's uh, Mike Flanagan's new new show that mm-hmm. he just came out with on Netflix. It's Well, it's like a miniseries, basically. Yeah, it's I believe it's like eight episodes long. He did uh, Haunting a Hill House. Bly uh, Manor. Bly Manor. Directed, like, Doctor Sleep, Hush, mm-hmm. like, a lot of... Uh, Gerald's Game, a lot of great horror movies. Yeah, he's he's very good. This one especially, it just hit home for me. Where I was like, this is fan freaking tastic. It has a good good angle. I, I don't want to ruin it for you at all because I think it was. I thought it was so great. What's what's like the uh, the synopsis of it? Because I don't even really know. But before that, I just want to say, if you ever get your uh, critic review thing on on a VHS cover or something like that. <laughs> I think it just needs to be like, it's fan-freaking-tastic, Connery of the franchise. <laughs> it's fan-freaking-tastic. I do say that a lot, don't I? <laughs> yeah, but it's good. <laughs> but yeah, what's that show about? I know there's like a, a mysterious priest or something, right? Yeah, this priest comes to this new, comes to this like small island town and fills it with a religious fervor and miracles start happening. And that's all I really actually want to say about it because that's kind of like where are the miracles coming from. Is it good? Is it bad? Ooh. But to me, ultimately, the show felt like a example of like faith, like faith, death versus eternal life, which is good versus which is bad. 
the idea of like, is there a God or is there not a God? And then it wrestles with one of my favorites is probably how the word of God scripture can be twisted into being something evil for like bad people's gain, which I was like, that's great. I loved every part of that. I'm like, it's so true. I have known people in my life like that. Like it's always horrifying. Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's just so many examples of that in history too, Mm -hmm. but, um, it's something that's not very, uh, it's not as, uh, uh, recognized by mm-hmm. religious people. <laughs> That's what it feels like. And I was like, this is great. Every, all, all the main characters, characters get these like amazing monologues that they do where I was just like, oh my God, the main woman, she gives like this amazing monologue about her, about her kid or her unborn child. And in the, in like towards like the middle of it and it made me cry. And then she gives another monologue in the end. That's not as good, but still really, really good. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's cool. Yeah, um, it's fantastic. I love a good monologue, and I bet it looks good, too, because, I don't know, everything he he's worked on, the cinematography is usually really cool, and production oh, yeah. design is it's amazing. It's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll have to circle back to it once I once I watch it. Um, Lily just asked me the other night if I wanted to start watching Haunting a Blind Manor, and it's like, I Ooh. do, but, like, um, like, he has three miniseries now, and they're just, like, uh, Haunting a Hill House, I mm-hmm. still haven't finished. We started it, like, last October, I think. Mm-hmm. And there's only like two episodes left, but it's just a, it's just a commitment for sure. Oh yeah, <laughs> you it, know, Midnight so. Mass maybe want to go back and like watch those two because I feel like I watched only one episode of Bly Manor and I didn't watch Hill House at all. Uh, yeah, Hill House is great, and um, I haven't seen Bly Manor yet. So, mm. but hey, we'll circle back to both of those. But I am so glad that you brought up a somewhat spooky thing that you've seen. Ooh, good, uh, because. I was looking through my letterbox and just anything, and I'm like, I really haven't watched any scary movies since the last <laughs> time I recorded. And like, I feel like in September, I was way more about like, oh, gotta watch a bunch of spooky movies. Halloween's coming up. <laughs> You're and now, now that we're in the season, it's just like, eh. <laughs> yeah, now I'm like less jazzed to watch a bunch of horror movies for some reason. Hmm. Maybe it's like too close. Maybe maybe I'm still thrown off by Malignant. I guess and so. That really stuck with you. <laughs> I mean, I also watched Ouija Origin of Evil. I mean, talk about that last episode. And like, mm. I watched those in quick succession and Paranormal Activity. And I'm like, they're all very different kinds of horror. But yeah. well, I, I guess, hey, that's another Mike Flanagan movie. Yeah, uh, that's right. I didn't like Ouija that much. I watched it with uh, Nico and, on, and Andrea. And I was like, I didn't have that much fun watching Ouija. <laughs> the first one or the second one? Origin of Evil. Oh, okay. Well, I I feel like it's it's related to paranormal activity only in that it's like a very suburban horror. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. It was effective for me. Yeah, no, I was I was I was like I like this, but I was like I, I can see why too. It just, it didn't stick with me for some reason. Um. Oh, did you watch that since I talked about it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. What did you What did you not like about it, or it just didn't really connect, or it just didn't really connect? To be honest, like I didn't think it was that scary. Just not. I I just was kind of like, eh. I didn't like that though. I didn't like that Holocaust survivors were like the big bad evil ghosts in the movie. I was like, that's kind of seems a little bad to me, but whatever. Oh yeah, is that that's what it was, huh? I yeah. There's a bunch of skeletons in the. Okay, spoilers, but there's a bunch yeah. of skeletons in the wall, which is a really crazy image. But yeah, wait, because they're yeah, like yeah, no they're mind. experimented on by like the evil evil Nazi doctor, but then they're they've been like twisted and are like evil now, and I was like. Uh, there's something I'll, I really don't like about that. <laughs> yeah, that's totally fair. I guess I, 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 uh, 
I have a tendency to not remember a bunch of plot details sometimes. Mm. <laughs> and it's like, oh, visually and emotionally, like this, this, uh, this movie's pretty fascinating. But yeah, that's that's definitely certain ground that, it's got uh, good visual bits like i like when the girl does like the talk fast thing with like her eyes roll in the back of her head I'm like that <laughs> it made me laugh but i was like i understand how this could be creepy too yeah it's the stuff that scares lily a lot it's <laughs> <laughs> <She's> like, <laughs> <I was> like <laughs> it just made me laugh i'm sorry no, that's all good um, uh, anyway back to you tyler please no yeah i just i haven't really watched anything scary recently but that's okay i watched escape from alcatraz Oh, how's that? Hulu. It's on Hulu right now, um, and I liked it a lot. It's a Clint Eastwood movie. Don Siegel directed it. It's from like '79, I think, and it's just very like procedural, like prison escape movie. That's and cool. It's Clint Eastwood trying to escape from Alcatraz. He's already been transferred there, or like to several different prisons. He just came from Atlanta which is like a high security prison and then got sent to Alcatraz, which is like maximum, maximum security. Yeah. Um, and it takes place in 1960. Um, and he just plans the escape very slowly and methodically. And like mm. the music is very sparse, but it works really well. Like nice. it's just an extremely procedural film. I know I'm being <laughs> redundant at this point, but of how he devises how to get out. And um, he, he tries to escape with uh, two other prisoners but there's a bunch of other people involved there's a bunch of colorful characters uh <laughs> but it still feels grounded and it feels very much of its time and like the things going on but it's also it's like one of those movies where it's like you know a movie that came out what 40 years ago now at this point but yeah. it's also about a time 20 years before that so you get to see the lenses of both of those things like nice. how an older movie covers something earlier um but then on top of all of that i was i didn't look into it at all or anything i'm like oh this is probably just kind of a like a rough and tumble clint eastwood movie mm-hmm. and it turns out that it's based on true events oh sick so so uh yeah and there's even like a postscript at the end and everything it's like oh it's based on true events and they shut down alcatraz soon after that mm-hmm. um i guess it's it's no spoiler that they escape from alcatraz because that's what it's called <laughs> But um, they never found, in, in real life, they never found these people. Wow. Clint Eastwood's character. And they, they're all along believed to be dead, but um, to have drowned, yeah. trying to swim across. Um, but maybe they didn't. Y- yeah. And there's something on the Wikipedia page. It's like, oh, like modern facial recognition technology has kind of proved that they all, that they survived, at least uh, Clint Eastwood's guy. Um that's I should look cool. up their actual names, but yeah, I just wanted to watch something like a little, um, I guess not schlocky is not the right word, but just like pulpy and yeah. very genre-y. <laughs> I have, I have one more thing to bring up. I'm sorry to circle back, but I, you, you said it's schlocky and like silly. I had a, I had a date night at my place and she suggested we watch Trick or Treat. Oh, I haven't seen that yet. I hadn't seen it before either. And it had one of the most fun things like i think you'd probably get a big kick out of like one of the big twists of like this this girl group that's going out they're like they keep on thinking like oh you gotta lose your virginity like you gotta lose it get that v card out but then like the twist of it's so fun it's like not even what you're thinking right now like i was so surprised and very pleased in the end of that oh that's cool it's on hbo max right now too yeah that was that's a fun one too so it's okay. We can just keep recommending stuff. It's just us. We don't, we don't have like to talk about the movie. <laughs> this episode will be short anyways. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I'll circle back to Trick or Treat next time. 
Yeah. And what did I tell you to circle back to? Uh, you told me to circle back to Haunting of Hill House. Or Blind oh, Manor, one of the two. Yeah. And... And Midnight Mass for me. Oh, man, yeah. I have too much, too much <laughs> Don't you love assignments. We, we just overwhelm <laughs> ourselves with culture. <laughs> yeah, I probably won't watch that by, like, three days from now. But, no way. You know. The only uh. other thing I'm going to mention is the video game known as Predator Hunting Grounds. <laughs> <laughs> that was so much fun. <laughs> that uh, It was free on PlayStation Network last month. Yeah. Uh, and I told... Did you already have it? Or I think I told you in turn to download it. Yeah. And a bunch of other people. And mm. But anyways, I played with you and, and uh, past and impending guest, Turin O'Neill. <laughs> and it was a lot of fun. You basically play as four squad members of like a human team. like uh, They're like American operatives in mm-hmm. like the jungle. Kind of like the original Predator movie. <laughs> the whole version of this game is basically the original Predator movie. Oh, and yeah. And there's, there's one player that plays the Predator. Mm-hmm. And you have to go on an assignment and like do sometimes catchy things as the humans, <laughs> as the American troops and stuff. Which yep. is like, what were some of the examples? It was like plant uh, was fake like, drugs and yeah, stuff. Yeah, plant fake drugs on like the enemy soldiers. And then another one was like, kill the pigs because they're transporting drugs. There's shit water being there's shit being poured into the water reservoir. Like. <laughs> Really bizarre things like that. <laughs> yeah, there's really weird tasks, and then you have to um, escape to the helicopter at the end. But mm. it, it it starts it it's all like the first movie in a nutshell because it's like you don't know the predators there. Like from mm. the perspective, if you actually like put some cannon head cannon into it, I guess <laughs> at least my head cannon's like oh like the soldiers don't know that a predator thing exists, and then oh, all yeah. of a sudden like about like a third of the way in, depending on how the predator character or player wants to do it, yeah, they, they find will, you uh, and you're like oh. Yeah. <laughs> They can shoot their missiles at you and be invisible and, like, rip out your spine. And um, I think it's a really good adaptation of that first uh, movie in a, in a fun way. Yeah, I was surprised at how much fun we had. I learned that we were bet- really good Predators out of, like, the when we started playing online, I feel like the Predator skill quality did a sharp drop. <laughs> yeah, because a lot of people, like, you can climb all these trees and stuff and jump down on people and, like, just shoot them with your, your like electric cannon thing, yeah, thing. and then the when the predator pointer. when you defeat the predator his whole like nuclear device goes off which is the first time we didn't realize until it was happening i'm like oh yeah that's a part of the movie like, <laughs> like <"Run!" laughs> and then i just blew up because i didn't know it was happening <laughs> um but yeah it, if it's on sale and you, and you don't have it i i definitely recommend it it's a lot of fun it's good 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 soup good soup that's a tiktok trend what, good soup? Yeah. Just saying good soup? You, they, like, they, something's going on. Like, when when the predator rips out your spine, and then it's like a video of someone taking a sip and going, good soup. I'm officially old. <laughs> <laughs> Connery, I should give you the TikTok account so you can make some videos, because I just oh, haven't God. been doing it. <laughs> I'm not good at editing videos. Just stuff, make a video like. of that. Just just uh, record some Predator Hunting Grounds footage, and then just show you going, good soup. Good soup. <laughs> I mean, even better is having Carl Weathers, just the clip of him being like, good, <laughs> hey, don't throw that away. You can get a good stew going. <laughs> good soup. <laughs> it's just over and over again. It's probably the one I understand the least. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so what movie are we talking about again? <laughs> um, that time when Predator uh, fought Malignant. <laughs> right. At Bly Manor. 
And then the daughter makes a bunch of uh, poop jokes. That's right. My other alternative was... Uh, whoa, whoa, uh, I can't find it now. Stench- Stenchilada? Yeah, there we go. Stenchilada. Yeah. yeah Do you I, remember that part? No, I don't. I have something to hear. This is the stinky dump, which just references, I think, one member of the family does like a mega dump at one point. No, no. That's the whole thing. Look, we're totally jumping ahead. This is not the beginning of the movie. <laughs> the but, beginning uh, doesn't start with a big-ass dump? <laughs> I mean, it kind of does. Does it? No, it doesn't. Um, no, Martine, who they're all like kind of mean to, especially yeah. like, like the daughter has like a kind of like playful, I guess, loving relationship with Martine, who is the- Yeah, she uh, likes to tease her. She's like the nanny slash maid of mm-hmm. the house and also the only like Latin American character who uh, has the powers of voodoo spirit stuff. Yeah. So it's like all that stuff is a little <laughs> questioning. Yeah. But, I was like, okay, cool. But the daughter, uh, the daughter's like this one part, it's just super random, but daughter's like, dad, come in here. Oh, it's like, oh, that was Martine. And, like, she's just blaming a giant, like, dump smell on, like, this nice the lady who just works for them. It's just like, you're just punching down on this lady. Like, what the hell? And then the dad's like, oh, no, that's a stenchilada. I'm like, this is vaguely offensive. <laughs> Bad. Yeah. No stars. <laughs> no stars, but. Um, stenchilada. Yeah, there was more, uh, more, more uh, poop references in this movie than I expected. Yeah. Um. But yeah, where where do we start from there, Connor? How do we transition from that? How do we cut away from poop? You know what? You know it's not Stenchilada. This movie. Oh, it, you know what? it's not Stenchilada because I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. I I like how the camera changed to more like uh, security cam footagey stuff, which I liked yeah. a lot. Which I'm I'm into that. <laughs> yeah, has there been like a recent Paranormal Activity where they use like a ring camera instead? Like it's. Uh, I, I feel thing. like that's going to be in like that's like in four they have a because you know what Tyler they do have a zoom thing I think in four or five there's like the zoom thing with like the girlfriend and boyfriend where they're talking over zoom and stuff starts happening excellent and then they do have a ring cam that might be the same movie and they're talking about how the spirits want pussy <laughs> exactly <laughs> what a weird freaking scene it's most of this is weird like I <laughs> And this also serves as a prequel for, like, order-wise. So, technically, it goes Paranormal Act 2, then Paranormal Activity 1. Did you say Paranormal Act 2? Paranormal Act 2. Activity. Activity. <laughs> they should have called it that. They should have. Paranormal Act 3-vity. Act 4-vity. Activa 3. Activa 3. Paraformal Activity. <laughs> Para 5 Null destination tivity. Okay. <laughs> I'm done. Marked ones. <laughs> yeah. The marked six. Okay, so let's see. <clears throat> I, th- I thought the nanny was part of the bad guys at first because she says the baby is special. And I was like, oh, interesting. But no. Friend visits. And the, we, we, see, we basically see Katie come by and she is the sister of the main girl in this movie. Yeah, I was surprised. So I I never seen these movies. You've seen them mm-hmm. a couple times. I've only seen them once each. Okay, well, so you've seen them at least. And mm-hmm. uh, I didn't. I knew Katie Featherston was in this, and apparently Amika Sloat as well. Yes, he's and there. The stars of the first film, and I was like, oh, I just figured they would show up in a cameo or something. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I didn't really know how they would interact with them. And I'm like, oh, okay. I, I didn't think it was a prequel per se. I thought maybe it was like a side quote was happening at the same time. Yeah. But then as like, especially the third act, mm-hmm. like un- unravels itself. It's like, oh no. Yeah. This is the direct events right before. Mm-hmm. And that was really interesting to me. There's, there's, I will say like, especially like the first half of this movie, I feel I was pretty, pretty bored. I felt yeah. like not a whole lot happens, especially compared to the first one. Like just, there's complete like lack of yeah there's uh, like the pacing isn't great that there's not a lot of tension there's mm-hmm. a lot more daytime scenes and it's just uh it just didn't work nearly as well for me there's yeah, a lot like, of focus on the pool <laughs> yeah they are big on the pool the house gets turned over like right towards the beginning of the movie though where, like it's like looks like it's broken into yeah they're just like hanging out and then he says uh <laughs> there can only be one. He references Highlander in the pool for some reason. That's right. Because he's fighting the... Uh, I like that he's fi- fighting the pool cleaner that eventually yeah. is haunted or whatever. <laughs> yeah, like crawls out of the pool and he's like, spend, no, it's the wind. They spend so much time with about the pool cleaner in this movie. Like, the pool cleaner gets out of the pool and they're like, ooh, that's weird. And then They, they probably had to work they, really hard on that. <laughs> and then they see later that like the pool like in the video that the pool cleaner like gets itself out of the pool yeah just like why is this the main indication of a demon <laughs> tyler one of my notes literally says just bugging the help <laughs> with like the girl bothering martine <laughs> yeah it's like she's trying to be like trying to have like a friend in in martine and stuff but it's mm-hmm. like it's just like thin it's dangerous uh she's on dangerous grounds because it's like she's you know her family employs this person yeah exactly and she also gives that person a bunch of crap all the time but like she's joking with her but then sometimes she's just like being mean to martine a little bit Mm -hmm. like smelling her big dumps (sighs) yeah (laughs) exactly (laughs) it's uh it's definitely problematic to say the least yeah micah is still kind of a piece of shit Oh yeah, I was um I I actually liked that he's in this just in that like the first movie like I don't like cuz we talked about it in the first yeah. episode of this series where it's like I don't know if he realizes or not that he is coming off as like really a shitty dude or mm-hmm. he's just like that's how that person Mika Sloat actually is. Yeah. Uh as a person a little bit cuz he's Ooh. just I don't think either of them were real like professional actors as far as i know probably not before that you know so um he just had experience with a camera like holding a camera and taking Mm -hmm. shots and stuff like that but i'm I'm glad that they brought both of the characters back uh mika and katie Mm -hmm. to like kind of recontextualize their relationship and like solidify that a little bit yeah and their personalities their character like just how they are as characters and she's like oh yeah like mika's really crappy in this but it's like they use the they use the first movie to solidify a lot of things basically yeah. character wise is what I'm mm-hmm. trying to say when I'm rambling really but but uh, yeah he just comes off as gross again in this one and kind of just like a douchey bro dude who's yeah he says something about Burger King people. yeah what was he trying to ask about Burger King also yeah. I think he's bad in this movie like I thought he was kind of good in the first one but yeah that was like really bad improv where he's just talking about burger king and i didn't even know what was going on yeah i was like burger king and i don't know what the husband in this movie does for a living does he work for coin.net i uh, i was almost like does he also work for coin.net is he like in part of the pyramid scheme is he like two levels above mika 
is, is I still can't tell if Coin.net's like a real thing because remember we found a website. That's right, we did. So it's like it is a reputable business of some sorts. Yeah. Question mark. I don't. I don't know. I'm gonna say that it's fictional. And maybe they went a step too far and they made a real website for the movie. <laughs> I wish. You can buy a CoinNet t-shirt on Redbubble. Oh, well, maybe it is real. Are you going to get that? Yeah, it, look, it looks great. That would <laughs> be like great. one of those things where you're like, if you're Disney bounding, but you're like, you're Blumhouse bounding or something. <laughs> if they ever had a Blumhouse theme park and someone was just wearing like a CoinNet t-shirt, everyone would be like, oh, sick reference, dude. That'd be pretty fun if they had a like Blumhouse theme park. They have enough content, I feel like, at this point. <laughs> Yeah, honestly, they should. I mean, some there's some uh, you know mazes at Universal Studios, yeah, that are, like Blumhouse things, but but like uh, a year yeah. year round like horror place to go to that'd be pretty fun. Yeah, that sounds pretty dope. Yeah, <laughs> probably you hear not that Blumhouse. <laughs> yeah, you hear that Jason Blum, who I have uh, <laughs> improved as before. <laughs> <laughs> did you forget about that? I did. That was a good one. <laughs> As Jason Blum slash Santa Claus. <laughs> Go back to our, the Craft Legacy episode with Allie Musser. <laughs> she was so confused. <laughs> I mean, I think everybody should be confused. <laughs> should I go to UCB and pay thousands of dollars to get better improv? Yeah. <laughs> no, you're, you're fine. You're good. What was it? Um, poop. I had this idea for the longest time for like a horror hotel where like you literally pay to stay there, but like... You're woken up in the middle of the night and like creepy things happen to you. Like I literally had a thing of like someone has the key to your room and they can like walk in, like take pictures of you while you sleep. And then like the next oh morning, God. the next morning, the lobby, like all these people's like faces are like Polaroids are like on the wall. But like they don't tell you what they're going to do. Like they yeah. could go into your room and take pictures or they could do something else. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's a whole bunch of creepy shit can happen to you and you're like, oh my God. Or like you wake up and like your kid's missing if your kid's there. Just all this like oh scary God. stuff can happen. That's an absolute nightmare. There's like a videotape like, like pasted to the wall. It's like, watch me now. I feel like there has to be no kids involved in this. Like, and it has no to be kids. like eight, 18 and older and waivers. Like there's things like that. I forget what the house is. Somebody out there tweet at us. Uh, I know Lily knows what it is. I, I mm. can't remember off the top of my head. But it's like it's like such a messed up like haunted house kind of thing where they can oh. do anything to you. And you have to sign a waiver. And like people like actually like. Joe's girlfriend Jenny apparently it. did that. Oh, that one? She She's done, like, a couple of those, like, extreme horror ones, which I just find super funny because it's so counter Joe. <laughs> yeah. Um, hmm, I forget what this specific one's called, but wait, go on with your idea so you can horrify people more. Oh, sure. So, anyway, so it'd be stuff like that. It'd be, like, I feel like it's very low-grade. Like, it's almost like it's a motel, but it's, like, designed, it's made like a hotel, but every room's, like, a disgusting motel. <laughs> So it costs like it's like a Disney Adventure hotel. Yeah, I exactly. Looking at, I was looking at the Star Wars hotel, and it's like three thousand dollars to stay one night yeah. or something crazy. It, w- it won't it, be that much, but. <laughs> but it's like oh, stay in our like really expensive hotel that looks like crap because it's <laughs> aesthetic. Yeah, exactly. Like I, I like the idea of like you're walking down the hallway to your room at night after a long day and all the lights turn off and then the end of the hallway you just see like somebody with a lantern like running towards you screaming with a hatchet or something (laughs) i hate this (laughs) i know some people out there would like that but it's just like i know some people like absolutely would be like this is the worst thing exactly (laughs) be like you you're sleep deprived at this point and you've paid for this experience (laughs) yeah that's like one of those things that's like 
you like hire <laughs> just it's, it, that's that's a good movie concept honestly yeah so cut all this out and then write that movie and then we'll make it <laughs> sure okay the horror hotel where it's like that's like the yeah. gimmick but like something is really going on yeah it's just like all these I, i've probably been reading too much like 70s um realist horror manga Ooh. <laughs> where it's just like somebody hires somebody to like I don't know. There's just like all those creepy stories of that in like real life. It's just like paying someone to like eat your leg or something. Ugh, you know? No, that's too far. Yeah, all that stuff is real creepy. Yeah, that's too um, far. That's not our aesthetic. And th- we have monsters too, don't worry. Like we- the grounds, I think, is full of monsters. Like we're like right at like the edge of, of a big forest. Yeah, no cannibalism, but there are monsters. There are monsters. <laughs> is there a Van Helsing or a resident Van Helsing who comes and you can like I think hire there's, him? There's like a like... quest giver person that can be like, hi, I need you to like go on the woods and find this specific monster and like bring me back an egg. And then you, maybe you get like a prize or something if you do a good job going to like this horror adventure. But is there like a, can you do like a lifeline, like a once a millionaire or just like, oh, I activate this trap card or whatever, where you can just like get Van Helsing like summoned there? Like, that might be pretty fun. I like the idea of having some kind of like safe word or like safe card or something where it's like, or like, like a, a very limited supply, like a flare gun kind of thing almost where it's like, yeah, but it's like an LED light attached. So if you're like really scared, you just go, ah, and you like hit it and you're just screaming. Then like the monsters all go away. Premium package. You can like. Just do microtransactions. Exactly. Basically. Yeah, that that's the thing. That's where we get them because you only have a certain amount of those fla- of like flares to make the monsters go away and give yourself like a good night's sleep or something. So you can this use the worst. <laughs> How do people like, keep would... saying this is a bad idea? It's a really good idea. No, it is. It is a good idea. It's a good idea. I'm just saying it's the worst because that's just like how things are. You yeah. Know? Exactly. It just be. People would pay to do it. I staunchly believe people would pay to do it. If I ever become eccentric enough, I'm going to do it. <laughs> Must become more eccentric. <laughs> I need some tragedy happen to me before that happens. <laughs> I have a few things to bring up, but they're all pretty, like, uh, interspersed. Or not inter- I can't use any of the right lang- <laughs> language today. You're fine. I understood. What, what do you think? We can just skip around this movie. It's not like it matters. Um, it really has nothing to do with anything, but I just want to say their basement looks really bad. Like, it's oh, yeah. just full of crap, and it's just like, they have, they even have somebody cleaning up after them in their house, and it's mm-hmm. just like, can you imagine if Martine wasn't there? Like, their house would be a disaster. It would be hoarders. disgusting everywhere, and they just throw everything in the garage where there's just, like, <laughs> tubs of, like, loose things, and, like, not even tubs, and it's just like... It's the, the point where, like, when the earthquake scene happens, or, like, the vibrating, the husband gets crushed to death, and I'm like, yeah, it makes sense. Wait, what? Doesn't the husband get crushed to death or something, or he gets, like, crushed under something at some point going through the basement? Oh, I think he gets crushed a little bit, but that's not how he dies. Oh, okay. That's yeah, right. Because- that's not how he dies, yeah. <laughs> he's just watching uh, Home Depot ads, and then Katie comes by and snaps his neck in a really Spins funny way. Around. I like that a lot. It was really funny. <laughs> Um, but it's just like, yeah, they keep everything in the garage, in the, sorry, not garage, the basement. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I feel like that's all, as much of a nightmare as, as anything else in this movie. Yeah, just have, like, the room where you stuff everything. <laughs> it's like, do you guys really need all this stuff? She go through it a little bit. Yeah. That's all their Christmas decorations that they never use. Yeah. Well, he, they even comment on a little bit. He's like, oh, there's your bike. You're ever going to use your bike? And I'm like, that's such a classic dad thing to say, <laughs> which, hey, that's a good segue because I like the, the, the dad actor a lot in this movie. Yeah, he's actually pretty good. 
I think he's like great. <laughs> like he goes in there with a very specific idea of a character, which is just like his dad, Sona. It's just, yeah, exactly. It's just like generic dad, but it's like the most generic dad, but he mm. still has his own uh, character. Yeah. But uh, can you hear that in the background? Oh, that was a meow. I thought that was someone saying, hello. I was like, oh my yeah. God, what's happening? It's a demon. It's a demon. That is Judy. She came out because she wants Aww. food. Judy. But um, I like I like the dad's goatee. It's a classic dad. I, I like uh, uh, more about his character, but I'm going to feed my cat real quick. Go for it. So, Connor, you vamp. Vamping. Vamping. Welcome to another episode of me, fl- of me uh, vamping out what, my horror, what other things to be my horror hotel. I've yet to come up with an actual name for it, so let's brainstorm what that could be. Because horror hotel sounds pretty generic and boring, so maybe it's like something... I've already established the interiors in a very gross motel, so maybe it's something like Nightlight Inn. Oh my god, Nightlight Inn, that's good. All right, yeah, Nightlight Inn. So it's called Nightlight Inn. We have our premium subscribers where they get to have more or microtransactions to talk about microtransactions where you can pay more to have more flare gun things to like ward off the monsters. Then they're not real flare guns. They, you know, they light up and have an led on the butt on the top of it. So it's just these, now oh, go away. I like the idea of having quest giver people like making a little bit more Westworldy and that upcoming Disney hotel. So let's think more about that. Cause we could have a lagoon area to like get the eggs back from the creature that lives under the water and that's good water sport activities now that I more think about that. So that can be a bunch of different things, like a swampy area. This did is going to be very expensive. Did you make a new po- another new podcast while I was gone? No, I was more just vamping about what other things my horror hotel could be. I finally figured out, I figured out a name for it. What do you think of Nightlight Inn? Nightlight? Yeah. It almost sounds too nice. Like, it just makes me think of uh, Light Bright. It maybe br- it maybe has the set of a 60s motel, which I was kind of going for. It's like, it was once nice, but now it's gotten decrepit and gross. I think it needs an even nastier name. An even nastier name. Hmm. Like a Shagrud, Shagrug Inn? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that just sounds like it's like Ghosts of Disco Dancers or something. <laughs> I guess so, yeah. You know, the hey. thing that's cute, I can have a little cute thing. Welcome to Nightlight Inn. And it's like just very big. Juxtaposition. <laughs> hey, we're speaking of uh, CoinNet. <laughs> we are. The company in this one's called CamTech, another extremely generic name. <laughs> They're the ones that install the cameras everywhere. Yes. And I don't know. Those are like the only other people in this movie. <laughs> yeah, it's literally just this family. Well, they have the boyfriend too, but... That's it. It's a very tight cast this time around. Yeah. How do you how do you feel about everyone's performances? Because I already I already mentioned uh, Mika a little bit. I mentioned Brian Boland, who plays the dad. Mm-hmm. I think he's very good in this movie, and that he's just like the most like basic dad. And, I think uh, Christy does an okay job. The mom. Yeah. Like she was, she was good. The daughter um, comes and goes with me, or sometimes I'm like she's doing a good job, and other times I'm like, and eh, she's kind of awkward. Yeah, I kind of felt that about Christy, too, played by Sprague Graydon. Sprague Graydon. Yeah, that's the name of it. Uh, she's in some TV shows and stuff. Mm, cool. But it's just an interesting name. Yeah. But, Most yeah, you know what? She was good. Uh, the boyfriend, I thought, was just ridiculous. <laughs> he was silly. Yeah. 
But I, I feel I feel like for the most part they did a good job. It's very believable. They're all doing good jobs of acting like, oh, we're real people in a real situation. Yeah, I think the standouts for me are the dad and Martine. Martine does a great job. She seems like really, really, really scared. <laughs> like she almost doesn't know that it's like not real. Yeah, like the stuff around Martine that they wrote, not great, but like I think she's pretty good in this movie. Yeah. She does a good job. She's uh uh, Vivi's Columbetti, I guess hmm. her name is. She's also in Ouija, which the first oh, one. Oh, okay, cool. I haven't seen the first one. I heard it's not as good as <laughs> Origin of Evil, but Ooh. and she's in uh she's in a lot of TV, so that's cool. Nice or a good um, amount of TV. I'm kind of surprised the husband fired her so aggressively when she did like that burning sage thing once, like a pretty wa- openly practiced kind of thing to cleanse homes. Um. Yeah. Well, I think. You know, I'm not defending the dad's actions. I just think he was good as that character. Yeah. Uh, because the dad is shitty in this movie. Like, he does stuff like that. He doesn't believe anybody, especially. Like, he just doesn't believe any woman. Exactly that. Like, if and his daughter or wife show him anything, he's like, no. Even or if Martine, they have video proof. Or Katie. Yeah. yeah. Even with video proof. And it's just he's like, like, no. Oh, that that's like the theme of the of these. Uh, this is very much like a, a, a twofer. Like... One and two go hand in hand, I think, especially mm-hmm. since this is a prequel. But it's like you're talking about Mika in the first one, where it's just yeah. like, oh, the real, like, the real possession is him. <laughs> yeah, right. And it's like the dad's being possessive in different ways, not quite as like toxic as uh, Mika, I guess, but still bad. And he doesn't like listen to his family. He's know? more like ownership, or he's or not ownership, but like uh, he's very much patriarchal, where he is like, yeah, what I say goes. I say there's nothing wrong, so there's nothing wrong no matter what you say or do. It will never change my opinion. I'm the homeowner. I'm the homeowner, a full Trumpist, and that's anti-COVID a- <laughs> vaxxer. <laughs> you think so? I fully believe that guy would be a Trumper and an anti-vaxxer. Oh, I feel bad saying that I even liked him. Well, it's character. a good character. He's, he's acting, so he's doing a good job. What else? Yeah, I don't know. He says, <laughs> he says weird stuff as well. What's, what, do you have anything written down that he says? Yeah, like in the very beginning, he's like, this is the fireplace. This is where mommy seduced daddy. I'm just like, oh, I don't yeah. want to think about this guy. Like, <laughs> this, I don't want to think about this guy having sex, basically. And that's like, why you're watching this when you're 18. Or she says 20-something, 20 22. There's also the time when... Um, uh, wait, what's the, what's the character's name? Uh, Sprog's character? Christy. Is it Sprague? I don't even know. Um, Christy, she's like in the bath, and then like the dad right. comes in, or her husband comes in, and he's just like, "Ooh, let's mess around. Let me release the kraken." It's just like, Ugh. well, she she invites him into the bath, or she's like, "I kind of want you to join me." And he goes, "Oh, let me release the kraken." Then so she invites yeah. him. The second time we've heard somebody say that in a in a movie on this podcast. Very different context, but. Is it, though? No, it's just a writhing mass of tentacles down there for him, too. Oh, my God. <laughs> you need to get that checked, honey. I do like a lot that there's a there's just a, a title card or whatever that says, 60 days before the death of Mika Sloat. Ooh. And then I just wrote down, that piece of shit. <laughs> that piece of shit. Because <laughs> he also says, like, later when, when they're, he's checking out their camera, he's like, I think I might replace my girlfriend with this camera. She's yeah. Like, oh, my God. And then he's he just so does mean. more pervy stuff. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. It's it's a really, I'm like, Mika's just consistently an asshole. I'm like, Katie, you need to break up with him. Katie and Christy. Can, can you believe it? 
Yes, they are. Oh, but there's a whole other thing going on. So can you explain? Because we have to talk about like the, the main core of this movie. Yeah, I think. sure. Because I, I think I need a little bit more of an explanation. But like, um, Katie is the sister of Christy, but Christy is the stepmom of the girl. But they have a son together. So Katie and Christy are stepsisters, which I got a little confused about too. But they are stepsisters. But Kate Christy often refers to Katie as her sister. It's just said once that they're stepsisters. But she is also Christy's the stepmom to the husband's girl. So, so a lot, a lot of step siblings, oh, a lot of once removed okay. situations going. Okay. And uh, yeah, I guess the whole plot revolves around uh, the demon first coming for this family because uh, it uh, the the family owes them a son. Yeah, because of something that happened with like a. An ancestor, right? Yeah, exactly. One of the ancestors, like probably their great grandma was grandmother, because they say witches have to do it. Oh, because they like barely. Yeah, can you go into that a little bit? Because they like barely mention it and then kind of just brush over it in this movie. Yeah. So basically, I guess we don't know all the answers yet. But when the daughter's doing research with the boyfriend, she touches on like demonology one hundred and one, being like, "Hey, so I learned that like generations past, like maybe this could be a thing going on. Of it's like you can offer your." a firstborn, like, son for, what's it called? Wealth, power, whatever you want. And this family has only had daughters consistently until finally we get to Hunter. And and that's why he's so important, and that's why the demon comes for him, because he's like, this is my payment. Yeah, so there's actually a lot more backstory than <laughs> than you would think for something like this. Right, yeah. That's like, it the really lore clashes. of this movie runs deep. <laughs> yeah, it really clashes with... Um... The found footageness of it all, mm-hmm. and uh, from what I know, is it the third one or the fourth one that takes place like twenty years before this? Oh, I think that's the fourth one. Yeah, but it's just like, oh, it'd be really like you, there's no way to make a found footage movie about like <laughs> witches in the 1800s. Mm-hmm. But it is interesting tying like a found. I'm being redundant, but yeah, tying a found footage movie to something like an ancient horror. Basically. Could you imagine like a silent 1920s film, like found footage horror movie? <laughs> <laughs> I would watch it. That's kind of fun. Just, just a piano in the background. <laughs> what shock and amazement. The just horror a, which I see with mine eyes. Just a bunch of pratfalls. <laughs> That's good. But... Yeah, so that's basically the whole lore of this of this uh, second movie is that the demon's coming for its payment, and then it's diverted away to Mika and Katie. For and what that's the, reason? Just so that the, the son won't die? So or the son what? won't get taken. It, he doesn't explicitly die, because Hunter's going to reappear a whole bunch more times. So I think Hunt- the offering is much more of Hunter as a vessel. Okay, but Hunter shows up in the later movies? Yeah, he shows up a couple more times. Gotcha. I will say the acting of both the child slash baby. <laughs> baby child. Uh, because it's baby first, and then, mm. I mean. Just, he becomes a know. toddler. Hey, did you know babies become toddlers? Did you guys what? know that? <laughs> you know? No, I just thought both of those actors, both of those actors, baby actor and dog actor, the German Shepherd, they were all good. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's really very, good. Very easy to have a little kid or a dog mess up a movie in a way. You mm-hmm. know, it's just something that, like an added element of chaos. Yeah. The dog was great, though. He like patrolled that baby. I thought that was very cute. Yeah. Even like the footage that they got of the baby, I'm like, who knows? Like maybe 
he was crying a lot mm-hmm. and then they, they like just got the it. good footage yeah <laughs> but it's just like oh they actually got like a really nice genuine scene when they're like holding the baby in the beginning and stuff yeah or the baby um, gets pulled out of the bed sideways or something like that yeah especially i think they only had like three weeks they only had three weeks to shoot this movie wow something like that so it's just like man they, they had two of the things that you shouldn't have in a movie <laughs> like to make things easy in a way animals know? and kids yeah, I forget what that quote, where that quote comes from, but that's just definitely like one of the rules of filmmaking. It's just like, don't ever, or screenwriting maybe, it's like don't write in a, a pet or a child, like mm-hmm. a small kid into a movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's the whole babysitting scene. I thought that one's pretty great with the daughter and she gets locked out of the house. That oh, yeah, yeah, me. the door closes behind her. You know, I wish there was more, like, something I do like a lot about the first one that's just, like, a lot better than, than mm-hmm. this is that Mika is, like, obsessed with editing and stuff. Yeah. So you always see, and I touched on this already, but it's like you you see all this footage again after seeing it mm-hmm. firsthand. You then see him editing that footage of him reacting to it. I wish there was yeah. more of that in this and said it's more like, like, the dad doesn't look at the footage all the time. It ends up being the daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, who's doing a lot of, like, the research and the dad is adamant like i will not look at this or like no it's the wind no and that's a lot later on too when she's finally like dad you need to look at this mm-hmm. it's like near the end of the movie yeah and even he's like no <laughs> it's like you're, you're being real asshole right now man <laughs> nothing's happened to me so i don't believe it <laughs> yeah it's it's a it's a commentary on the time you know absolutely yeah, I said, I have no dad in deep denial. Uh, oh, the little choo-choo train. That's fun. The choo-choo demon. <laughs> what happens? Does it just drive by? Yeah, it just like drives by a couple times. It goes, choo-choo, choo-choo. And she's like, ah! <laughs> Which I thought was funny. Like, the demon's just messing around at that point. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. There's like a lot of the stuff that's, um, I just didn't believe it as much. Like, she yeah. goes down to the kitchen and like the pots are swaying a little bit and then yeah. one falls. Mm-hmm. And she just like sprints upstairs and like that could have just not been something spiritual. Like it was mm-hmm. just a pot, you know, like it's different from it's different when all the cabinets blow out. Like that's yeah. kind of like the best scare in this. Mm-hmm. It gave me a jump. <laughs> but um it the pacing of the rest of the scare like there aren't a lot of scares that are really effective until that one. And they're just kind of interspersed, and I don't know. I was just kind of bored. <laughs> yeah, this movie kind of just like does the thing where like it explodes. It doesn't have the good pacing that the first one had, where it's a very gradual build. This movie kind of like explodes like randomly at towards like the third act. It realizes, oh, we have to freak out, so everything freaks out. Yeah, it's the same thing earlier too when they're just like hanging out in the pool, like doing everyday life, and then all of a sudden their whole house is trashed. Yeah, and there's no like inner in between kind of thing Mm -hmm. they're never like oh what's that it's just like oh everything's messed up all of a sudden it's like okay like what is this like i don't whatever yeah it's a lot where it's like oh we were just outside huh okay but yeah that that's that's the whole movie basically and then katie comes back when after the first paranormal activity happens and she murders the entire family and takes hunter (laughs) oh sorry it wasn't a home depot commercial it was a dunkin donuts commercial (laughs) better better (laughs) but uh when his neck is snapped backwards. And <laughs> she does that whole, like, that same move that... Huh? I was going to say that just... He, his last thing he saw was a Dunkin' Donuts commercial. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think he was asleep, so I don't know if he was actually <laughs> okay. watching. In his subconscious, he was thinking yeah. of donuts. <laughs> but then, uh... 
Katie does that same move. She does the Mika just like throws. Yeah, the toss her across. Sister against the camera. <laughs> then picks up Hunter, and, and we're then like, takes the ba- yeah, she takes that baby. But what about the daughter? Where's the daughter? Um, she was at school or something. Remember? Right. It says at the end, like, oh, she came back like that weekend and like, oh. found them both dead. So she's still around. I don't remember her in any of the other movies. Maybe she's older, and I'm just not remembering. Um. I feel like that'd be a good focal point for her to like want to track down her brother. Yeah, because I totally forgot that she takes the brother away. Yeah. So it's like it's weird that this is related to witches and stuff. Like I didn't really think about. Yeah. It's a. It's very much more of like a coven of witches thing by the end of it, and that's why that when I saw the trailer for the sixth one, I'm like, I I guess it makes sense for like the revamp to be more like witchy and coveny, but I'm like. I don't know, it just doesn't ring right. Like, I, I like the idea of, like, it being more like a demon focusing on a family, being like, you're dead because it's me, not anybody else controlling me. It's just right. me. <laughs> yeah. But it's very much like, um, oh, he's a servant to these witches in the end. It's like, okay. <laughs> yeah, the sister, Allie Ray, she shows up, uh, played by uh, Molly Ephraim. She shows up in The Marked Ones, which is Ooh. the fourth? Fifth one? Fifth one. Fifth one. Yeah. Well, we've a lot to look forward to, it sounds like. I know, right? We have so much more um, lore to gobble up. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think this one's just like, there's an over-reliance on like, the same audio all the time, where it's just like, like not yeah. even that scary. It's just like a rumbling sound. It's like what people found scary in the first movie, so they double down on it. Yeah. I think a lot of this movie doesn't work as well, but I was more impressed by like the writing than anything else in this mm-hmm. movie. Um, some of the performances are good, but I'm just also giving that like considering perspective, you know, it's not like yeah. anyone's giving an Oscar worthy performance, but I'm like, oh, I would have liked to see Brian Boland to more things. Same thing with yeah. Katie, Katie Featherston from the first one. Like, mm-hmm. I think she's a good actor. I think she's better than her stepsister in this. And yeah, she just hasn't been in a lot of stuff. So it's a damn shame. Um, and, uh, yeah, other than that, I just like that like this is a prequel in that it takes place in 2006, but this movie came out in 2009, I think. <laughs> they have a really big house in this movie. Like, I just kind of was thinking about them. Like, they have a big place. Like, they're wealthy. Like, they have, like, a nanny, too. Like, a live-in nanny. Yeah, there's something... <sighs> right, right. There's something about suburbia and, like, upper-middle-classness that they're commenting on Yeah. in these movies, for sure. But, like... I can't really place it other than that, like, no one's safe, no matter how, like, secure you try to make your life. No matter how white you are. Yeah, that too. Because, <laughs> I mean, honestly, that plays into this movie, like, whether they intended it or not. Because it's, yeah. like, they don't believe Martine at all, the only, like, POC in this uh, in this movie. But, yeah, but Martine's, like, the example of that, totally. But, I mean, it's, like, they don't, they don't believe any women in this movie. They don't believe... The only person of color, mm-hmm. as far as I know. Yeah. Um, it's definitely a go-to thing, where it's like, especially because the man seems like the only one who can actually make anything happen. So once he believes, then the ball gets rolling for some reason. Yeah, yeah, right. It's definitely like a product of its time, but not in a bad way, per se, as long mm-hmm. as they're like somewhat aware of that. Yeah, it's a good commentary. Yeah, I think it's actually like, if, if in time, if anything, it's gotten better mm-hmm. because of that. Yeah, where it's like, it's like, yeah, this this is the kind of asshole that exists. And if they are, like, acutely aware of that and not just being just like, oh, that's just how women are, man. Like, most of the time it is nothing. <laughs> I don't think so, because, I mean, yeah. like, they are sending, they have a demon in this movie. Exactly, yeah. So, like, the point is, like, no, they're, they're all right, and you should listen to these people. <laughs> 
Yeah, so this came out in 2010, um, mm. and it's set in 2006, and I like that a lot. It's kind of like... That's great. That's one of my favorite things in a movie when it's like you have to replicate a f- look and feel and style and like wardrobe of like three or four years ago. They do a good job. It very looks yeah, it looks very mid two thousands. <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, Big Lebowski is always a great example of that. I think because mm. that movie takes place like four or five years before that movie came out. Like it's yeah. just long ago beforehand. Um, that's it. Always seems like the most challenging thing because you have to have a lot of perspective as well in. Or I guess just looking at magazines at the time. Maybe it's just that. Maybe I'm giving <laughs> yeah, it too much credit. But, but, I, but it's like you could easily just make it like, oh, what do I wear? It's like, oh, no, this is four years ago. I just like that very specific placement. Yeah, it's funny. It, it's good. Like, it's, it's just long enough to go. People are like, oh, I remember that. <laughs> um, but it's not like it's not like 1980 was such like a defining style where you were like 2006. Like, what were people wearing in 2006? Nothing good. No. <laughs> A lot of cargo what were people shorts. wearing while they were watching their Revenge of the Sith DVDs? Ah, oh, man. I could ask my younger self. <laughs> what was I wearing? I don't even remember. Now I ask myself, what am I wearing while I'm watching Revenge of the Sith on Disney Plus? Oh, how has how everything has changed? Everything changes. What's it going to be like in 2015 when we're still doing the franchise, Tyler? 2015? 2050. We're going to go back in time. we got to go back in time. The world's in a repeating cycle. We're going to go back in time seven, six years and have a, a better chance at growing our podcast. Because <laughs> it'll be less saturated. <laughs> we'll be like towards like the advent of like the podcasting thing. <laughs> <laughs> right when Mark Maron's really hitting his stride. <laughs> us and Mark Maron side by side at shows. He opens for us. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Woo. He's. <laughs> he, he. Uh. I don't think Mark Maron's a gatekeeper. I was gonna say, is he a gatekeeper because he always no. locks the gates? But <laughs> he, locks the gates. he seems like a nice guy. He seems like perfectly fine. I've never met the man, but or listened to his podcast, but he seems fine. Uh, I used to listen a lot. He's great. Yeah, I've seen him do stand up at okay. the Ice House in Pasadena. Good show. He made a really funny Mike Pence joke that went on for like 10 minutes. (laughs) That was fun. That's cool. Um, But Mark Maron, he's not in this movie, unfortunately. No. Is he in Joker? Yes, he is in Joker. (laughs) (laughs) Are we going to cover Joker next weekend? I I almost like for a hundredth episode, can we just cover Joker? (laughs) That just might be the most funniest thing. Yes, I mean, we've talked about this before um, in that we'll just end up covering Joker once a year. See, our year's winding down. We got to do it soon. You're asking in 2050, what are we going to be doing? Probably covering Todd Phillips' Joker. Joker 4. Oh, no. Every 10 years, a Joker came out. <laughs> the, new tra- the new trailer for Joker 4 is going to be like, Joaquin Phoenix, he's really old. And then the theme song is going to be like, what have I become? He'd be like 90 and still be like that shitty Joker. He'll be like a regretful joker. My empire of smiles. smiles. <laughs> My empire of Murray. <laughs> Murray! It's good stuff. <laughs> a lot to look forward to. 
lots of weird are we just stalling at this point i feel like thoughts on this movie final thoughts it's okay it's good i like the shift of the camera focus to be more security camera i thought that's cool i in my notes i wrote down the child hunter has dead looking eyes which i thought was really helpful for the movie as well because he's just supposed to be a vessel for the demon to eventually use and uh but yeah, I thought everyone did a good job. It was a good, good group of people. It's a, uh, it's silly, it's scary at times, so it's good. Decent follow up. What are your, what are your thoughts, Tyler? Yeah, um, I don't like it quite as much as the first one. Um, I thought the first half of this movie, like I said, was really boring. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then when things start kicking in, it's like all the lore and everything it just like comes out of nowhere. I guess you know, in a lot of ways, and I've seen some other people mention this is that it's kind of like hereditary in some ways yeah (laughs) we're like it takes a lot more of a um wiccan approach or like black magic approach yeah to things out kind of out of the almost out of the blue you know Mm -hmm. with everything going on it's like like a wikipedia article out of the blue that's how much it is yeah it's uh it becomes more about family like curses and stuff like that but i will commend a lot and i I got more engaged for sure Mm -hmm. uh in the second half and just like it's very commendable as a sequel or it's not a sequel it's a prequel but like as a franchise Mm -hmm. film to like i think it's pretty effective if they're gonna make a prequel for paranormal activity it works pretty well because it's all in the family in this like Mm -hmm. so i i uh there's a lot of themes about family, especially since the family curse and like the fact that they like transferred this curse to somebody else in their family, I think is like yeah. one of the most heinous things. Yeah, it's pretty brutal. It's really messed up. And I guess mm-hmm. we didn't really comment on that, but uh, it's just like, that's like a lot to do. It's just like, would you do that Tyler? If you and Lily are being pestered by a horrific demon, would you transfer it to your sister and her husband? No, no. <laughs> Good. But I'm like, what, what else would you do? What do you, do you do though? Like, I what guess you the, die. What does the demon do? Like, just pester the people? I think I it, it eventually is going to kill you. Yeah, that's a tough call. What would yeah. you do? I probably wouldn't pass it to. I try to make it sure, like, it dies with me somehow, but probably yeah. fail because I'd be like, "I got you, you son of a bitch!" And then I die. Like, my yeah, house but- is on fire, and then like you see, like you, you see, like there's like still one security camera thing going, but it's like tilted and like. And then, like, there's, like, ash, like, soot on the ground, and you see, like, the demon's footprints, like, well, like shuffling out of the room, like, limping a little bit, so it's, like, still alive. <laughs> so, you know, you it'd probably uh, be something like that. You wouldn't curse Grayson with it? Oh, no, I wouldn't curse Grayson with it. That'd be horrible. That's our little game this uh, this episode. What would you do if you were cursed? Would you give it to your family so you wouldn't have to deal with it? And you'd have to live with that the rest of your life? Or would you rather have a curse that will eventually kill you yeah. by demonic possession? Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'll, I'll probably eventually just die from it. I wouldn't want to pass that around. Let us know. Add us on Twitter at FranchisePod or email us at FranchisePodcast at gmail.com. Would you Would give you? your family a curse to survive? Just save yourself. <laughs> Be honest now. Waiting for your feedback, Jacob. <laughs> Jacob just, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, he's probably just going to tweet us the word no. Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, all right, Tyler, bring us on home, I guess. Uh, well, those are our thoughts on this movie. What are yours? But <laughs> other people have thoughts on this movie as well. But these are ours. But these are ours. <laughs> My final thoughts were good dog acting, good baby acting. I can't wait to see but, what happens next. <laughs> yeah, but now we have to go to our normal segment 
of other people's opinions. Oh, yes, that's right. Hit Mysterious it. opinions. Confusing opinions. Terrifying opinions. Beyond critical thought. Beyond comprehension. Enter a new dimension of movie reviews. These are the letterbox logs. Oh, wait, no, I can't do that. Crap, we're sued now. <laughs> dun dun. So, this is a, a, a little collection of letterbox reviews that I put together every episode or so, if you don't know. Uh, now you this know. This first one is from Aaron, E R I N. Uh, it's just this sentence over and over again, all caps. He called his dick the Kraken. <laughs> he called his dick the Kraken. <laughs> he she did. does it one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, like fifteen times. Wow, that's her. That's her review. One star. That's like a demon scrolled that out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is from Tay with the little space invader emoji. Oh. Paranormal pool party part two. Paranormal <laughs> pool party. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see that movie. I like that. <laughs> that sounds fun. <laughs> it's like a Nick Jr. Halloween movie. This is from Sam. Selling the soul of your firstborn son for a pre-recession McMansion. <laughs> that like sums up this movie perfectly and like really what the root of the theme the yeah. themes are, I think. A pre-recession McMansion. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like very astute. Yeah. That's smarter than this both re- of us. Two and a half stars. That review only has one like. People need to give that that review a lot of likes. Yeah, that's great. Uh, this is from Jeff, but spelled like G-E-O-F-F, like Geoff. Oh, Did you ever nice. play a Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, Connery? You know, I never really got into skating games, but was Geoff a big character? Uh, yeah, Geoff Rowley. He's uh, he was a professional skater, Jeff Rowley, but me and my sister would always call him Geoff because we'd never seen that spelling before. <laughs> I did that with a comic writer for a while, where I was like, "Oh, Geoff, that's an interesting name," but it's like it's pronounced Jeff. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, <laughs> yeah." Anyways, this is from Geoff. <laughs> the dog should have talked. Three stars. <laughs> uh, changes a lot like, of the okay, movie. Sure. Yeah, I mean, like, good, good, uh, good note. I wish that person was in the. No, master, the writer, this ghost room. thing is happening. I can see it. <laughs> and finally, I'm from William. Oh, William. Huh? Wait, go ahead. I was, I was I'm semi convinced that Niles can see spirits walking around my house because he keeps on like following things around with his head. Um, maybe. Sometimes it's flies. Sometimes it's not. <laughs> yeah. What was he watching? I was was I playing a video game at your place and he was watching the screen? Oh, I yeah. think I was playing Hitman. He didn't like he didn't like the Hitman. Yeah, and he was barking at the Hitman. <laughs> he was like, "Stop it! No!" <laughs> Dressed as a clown. Anyways, here's the last one from William. Yes, that activity sure was paranormal too. <laughs> three stars. Great job! Another I'd great give, roundup. I'd give it like two and a half, three stars. Yeah, I'd give it. That's probably me too, around there as well. I like the first one better. But that's our episode on Paranormal Activity 2, which with just the Paranormal Activity 2 of us. <laughs> we can make that's, it in the end. That's our new mini series. That's our mini series title, Just the Paranormal Activity 2 of Us. We can't like have that. guests. We <laughs> refuse all guests, just like all the men in these movies refuse help from any other person. <laughs> from anyone the opposite gender. <laughs> yeah. That's a that's a great precedent to set, isn't it? Horrible. <laughs> <laughs> More horrifying than your spooky-themed motel hotel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Misogyny. Uh, I have That's to an active this... element of it as well. It's horrible. 
<laughs> oh god <laughs> no never that'd be so horrible <laughs> i have god. to bring this up just because uh lily will will tell me that i didn't bring it up but this this uh this movie takes place in carlsbad california the most specific place of all time <laughs> in, in near where she grew up so <laughs> most specific place the only place. movie to be set in carlsbad california paranormal activity 2 yay but thanks again for joining me on this adventure connery hey uh, tyler thank uh, you for joining me an adventure that you suggested yes we're on this wild road trip of going from san diego to carlsbad to who knows net where yeah, we're going like across town yeah it's not even really <laughs> yeah, a road trip town. <laughs> like we're driving like 20 minutes <laughs> you could probably get there without a freeway but you should probably take the freeway we'll take it might as well it's only three o'clock <laughs> you're right you gotta hit the tra- uh, hit there before traffic yeah Oh, my day job. My day job at CoinNet. (laughs) How's your job going at Camtech, Connery? Uh, Not good. I had to install these like nine cameras for this paranoid dad and his freaky family. (laughs) Uh, Connery, what do you have to plug before we go? Uh, If you enjoy the sound of my voice and you also enjoy tabletop role-playing games, I'll probably enjoy Starship Impala. It's an actual play role-playing game podcast hosted by me and four other amazing friends. You can find it on the SoundCloud app or Apple iTunes podcast app. Tyler, what do you have to plug? Uh, Just follow me on Twitter at TyamiVice, like T-Y-A-M-I-Vice, like the movie. Uh, other than that, follow us at Franchise Pod on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, Instagram? <gasps> Did I miss Instagram? TikTok? Email us at thefranchisepodcast at gmail.com with any questions, comments, concerns, and oh, complaints, complaints. and compliments. Complaints. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just send us anything. You yeah. know, I was in a weird, like, f- like, fugue state. Is that the right term this week? Yes. Where I'm just like, <laughs> I don't know. I just I would appreciate it if more people reached out, more listeners. It'd be nice to uh, yeah, help motivate I, us. I saw I saw on our things. I saw on our SoundCloud thing. Todd, we literally had two hundred and something plays within the last seven days. Ooh, now everybody knows. But I'm like, I feel like more people listen to us than we know. <laughs> maybe, maybe they're all demons. Oh, they're all bots. And that's when I got one-star reviews for calling the, the listeners demons. <laughs> Called me a demon, one star. <laughs> <laughs> Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, five stars, for us calling you a demon. You could comment that if you'd like, as long as you give us five stars. It'll help yeah. us to grow the show. Please do. Can you imagine if we're famous and we come to your hometown, you come to a live show of the two of us talking like this? Ooh, we come to your suburban neighborhood and talk about... <laughs> curse your family we take residence in an empty home that's up for sale <laughs> we won't and we do won't, a show we won't curse your family but we may curse your pool filter <laughs> well, thanks again connery stay tuned for paranormal activity three or as we like to call it paranormal activity three <laughs> i forgot activity three and until next time release the kraken Goodbye, everyone.